Hello and welcome to the Daily Royal. My name is Shelby and I have been a royal watcher for the past 10 years. In this podcast, I talk about the daily events of seven of the European monarchies. So I talk about Belgium, the UK, Denmark, the Netherlands, Norway, Spain, and Sweden. I upload Monday through Friday with occasional bonus episodes here and there. Today we are talking about all of the events from Thursday, October 7th through Sunday, October 10th of 2021. So, in theory, I am behind. Yes. In practicalness, I am also behind. Um, However, (laughs) I, while I did not intend to take off this Thursday, um, I am taking off this coming Thursday, so this is like a trial run. I think what I'm going to do this week is record, obviously, Monday through Wednesday, and then probably record on Friday um, to have Thursday and Friday events, and then um, record on Sunday if there are any events on Saturday and Sunday, which... I've done, like, my pre-schedule thing, and there are, so I'll record on Sunday um, for those events, and um, that's that. So, this Thursday was just, like, I didn't want to, and I was watching television by the time I was ready to record. Um, I watch Grey's Anatomy and its spinoff, and so I chose to watch that um, to kind of help me in my... uh, I don't know, relaxing, taking it easy kind of thing. Um, And then this week I have a meeting that I have to go to Thursday night. And so it's just too hard to get everything done. Um, So I'm going to catch it all up on Friday. At least that's the plan. Um, Lots of big announcements coming this week from Shop the Daily Royal. We've got new products launching. Um, Probably today they're done and um, just need to photograph them and get them up. Um, So at least by the end of the day we'll have the British Royal Family and the Danish Royal Family. Um, And then I'm hoping to go back to um, releasing more over the course of the week. And listen, if it doesn't happen, then it'll get done on the weekend. there is a lot of progress being made. So um, I am a person that I love to make things perfect. And if they're not, I have a hard time. But also, um, I will launch something probably before I'm ready uh, to force myself to do it, such as this podcast in general. When I started it, I literally made the decision the night before. Um, Obviously, a lot has changed since then. But that first one, those first few... Um, we're just me doing it, um, cause I really needed to just do something. So that's what the shop is as well. I just needed to do it. Uh, and so slowly but surely things are coming up and popping up. Um, so you'll see promotions on that throughout the week. Um, we've got a fairly busy week coming up. I am technically recording this on Monday morning, um, but that's totally fine with me. I like Monday mornings. Um, I'm not going to record every Monday morning for Sunday things, but this week I just did. Um, I was doing a lot yesterday, like at home, 
Um, still doing a lot today at home, but I haven't started it yet because <laughs> obviously the priority is getting this up. Um, so that's exciting. Just lots of big changes coming up for uh, the Daily Royal and Shop the Daily Royal and all the things. So with that, we are going to jump right in and we will go ahead and get started with the Belgian Royal family. Belgium. In Belgium, there were a few events over those two days, um, over Thursday and Friday. Not a whole lot happening between uh, on Saturday and Sunday, which is totally fine. On Thursday in the morning, Queen Mathilde met with representatives of Fairtrade during Fairtrade Week. Um, so Fairtrade is an organization that promotes um, support for vulnerable people within Belgium. And so during their meeting, uh, they recognized Queen Mathilde for her work in um, supporting those populations. Because obviously, if you've listened to this podcast for like more than a couple of days, you'll know that she does a lot of engagements focused on mental health and supporting vulnerable people, as well as the Belgian royal family's immediate response to like COVID's existence um, was amazing and really supporting like the elderly and care facilities um, and after it was appropriate to like go places um, but even those first few meetings um, were with like food pantries and different organizations that support vulnerable people. Um, so that was really awesome for her to receive that recognition and then um, later in the day King Philippe and Queen Mathilde visited an exhibition um, at Bozel, which is the Belgian Center for Fine Arts. Um, and so this exhibit was um, dedicated to David Hockney. So actually there are two exhibits that are displaying his work. Um, I think one is sh displaying the paintings and one is displaying the drawings, um, as well as like a timeline and exhibition on his life in general. Um, so that was a very cool event also just like love this uh not post pandemic but like less restrictive pandemic world that we're living in in Europe um it's wonderful so that was really fun to see um and then we get to Friday and King Philippe and Queen Mathilde did a uh visit to a province um they visited the province of Luxembourg not to be confused with Luxembourg the country but there is Luxembourg province in Belgium it is very close to Luxembourg the country um so I'm it's very confusing but we got there um so they they do this this is a thing that they have done um this has not happened in a, a hot minute uh because there's been a global pandemic going on, um, but this is something they do pretty regularly, and so I expect them to maybe be returning, um, which is great and exciting. So they started their day with a visit to an arts center that is aimed at serving people with disabilities, so it is um, like a, a studio that they can do art with that way. I think that's very cool. Um, they also visited a forestier, um, which is an interesting concept that I 
was I am very intrigued by. So, um, this forest deer harvests and sorts like tree seeds for planting, um, and then sells them in a specific way to maintain like biodiversity and sustainability throughout um, the province, but also throughout the region of Wallonia, um, which I just think is very, very cool. Um, I don't know. I just thought it was like such an interesting, you know, obviously there is a science to that, like how to support those that goal of sustainability and biodiversity. And like, this is a really interesting way to go about that. I don't, I don't know. I just really appreciated it. Um, so that is what was going on there. But then at the end of the day, of course, they met with like the local authorities, I think at the city hall, but it like is not called a city hall. Um, but that's what it maybe seemed like, or like a province gathering place. Like, I don't really understand it. Um, but I think it's very similar to like a city hall type of thing. Um, so they met with local authorities as well as residents just to discuss probably anything, um, probably specifically like the pandemic and any ongoing issues that are Luxembourg specific. Um, the social media team with the Belgian Royal household did not share that. Um, and I haven't found like a ton of articles talking about like what the, and it very well could be that it was closed meeting. Um, so I don't know the specifics of it, but that is what was going on in Belgium. Um, and then, like I said, nothing on Saturday or Sunday. So now we will move on to the British Royal family. In the UK, there was actually only one event over the past four days. And so this is the event that I knew was happening because they have finally started updating that future engagements log, at least for the queen. So I even checked it again um, this week to help me a little bit. And that is still just about the only thing, like the queen's events are the only ones on there. Um, I am sure at some point maybe they will add everybody else back in, but for now it's only Queen Elizabeth's future events um, as far as I could tell, like as far as they're scheduled out, um, but that's exciting nonetheless. So on Thursday, Queen Elizabeth marked the start of the Queen's Baton Rally um, for the 2022 Commonwealth Games that are being held in Birmingham, Birmingham, Birmingham? Um, and so the Commonwealth Games is very similar to like an Olympics. Um, it's a summer, summer game type of thing. Um, so it's held between Olympic season, um, like between the Olympics. So, cause it's a lot of Olympic sport. Um, and it is strictly for the Commonwealth countries. So those are all of the countries that, well, most of them were at some point a colony of the empire of Great Britain, uh, I think. Because that used to be an empire with lots of different colonies like India and um, most of the Caribbean, you know, 
And so now, as a Commonwealth structure, um, they hold games to, like, promote Commonwealth cooperation and um, still have that, like, big umbrella feel for all the countries, but also, like, a way for them to compete as their individual countries. I don't know. I think it's really cool. It's really hard to explain the concept. Um, but in time, obviously 2022 is next year. So we'll talk more about it then. Um, the baton route relay is very similar to like the flame, uh, parade for the Olympics in that it's going to go all around the Commonwealth. Um, I think it was starting in like Cyprus or something this year. So, um, like, well, it started at Buckingham and then is going to make its way to Cyprus, I think was the, was the path. Um, but inside the baton is a handwritten message from the queen, um, talking about the importance of the Commonwealth games. Uh, the baton itself is made up of, um, a platinum alloy type of thing, uh, to mark that 2022 is going to be the platinum Jubilee year. So just lots of fun little symbolism going on. Um, I should also mention that Queen Elizabeth's son, the Earl of Wessex, was also present as he is vice patron for the Commonwealth Games while Queen Elizabeth is patron. Um, so that is why he was taking part. Um, so that was the event there. And I don't know, I just kind of love how much um, we're seeing Queen Elizabeth after her vacation. Um, you know, just because that vacation was predated by a pandemic and also, um, the death of Prince Philip, that it's just been very nice that she is back and it seems like, um, that trend is going to continue. She has two events this week, plus I'm sure there are going to be pop-up things, uh, throughout. So that's very exciting. Um, but yeah, that is what was going on in the UK. And so now we are going to move over to the Danish royal family. Denmark. Denmark, as always, <laughs> at least lately, um, is seeming to be the busiest. Um, so there were just a lot of different things going on, um, followed by Queen Margrethe is currently in Greenland for a five-day visit. So we had, you know, three of those days kind of covered into these four. Um, I was contemplating doing a whole special episode focused on the Greenland visit, However, I did not do one for the five-day Faroe Island visit, um, which is very similar. And also, um, I, I could have gotten it done this week, I maybe, in theory. Um, in practicalness, probably not. Um, I'm also doing a special episode next week. So it's just trying to figure out what I want those special episodes to really be focused on. Um, I do think that this is a prime option next summer, um, to do like the Faroe Island visit, the Greenland visit, um, if they happen next year and whoever does them, um, as well as like Scotland week for the British Royal family and Wales week for the Prince of Wales and Duchess of Cornwall. Like those could be their own special episodes next year 
if that's what I choose to do with them, but I don't know yet. Um, also, they are happening in the summer where things are pretty slow, so we'll see. Um, but we'll start with the Thursday event. Um, so, Crown Princess Mary gave the opening speech for Copenhagen Fashion Summit Plus, um, which is the digital alternative to the Copenhagen Fashion Summit that can't be held in person right now because pandemic. Um, so update, even though Denmark is uh, loosening all of their COVID restrictions, um, that doesn't apply to travel. So for those who listened last week, um, I think on Wednesday, I talked about going to Denmark in January. Um, I was contemplating the idea for Queen Margrethe's um, Jubilee. However, um, <laughs> it just isn't going to work. Um, Denmark right now is so locked down to foreign travelers. Um, in theory, it would be possible in January. Um, but I'm from the States where while I am COVID careful, we have a reputation for not being, uh, justifiably so. And so, I don't want to buy a plane ticket to have the travel restrictions still in place. Um, and by the time, you know, we'll know, I think a plane ticket is just going to be too much. Um, and it very well could be the same problem in the UK in the summer. Um, you know, the US just doesn't have their COVID situation under control enough for these countries to be willing to let us come in in mass on planes. Um, but we'll see about the UK, but I do think Denmark this year is a no, uh, or next year in three months. Um, but hopefully the UK is not at this moment a no, um, but we'll see with that one. So, um, yeah, so Mary gave the speech about Fashion Summit, which, um, is really focused on like sustainable fashion, um, which of course it is. It's Denmark. I love it. Um, and in her digital speech, she talked about, like, the importance of that, but also, um, you know, again, mentioning the sadness of not being able to gather in person. Um, I do think this year was, like, very well produced versus last year's digital summit. Um, it just seemed a little bit different and a little more production-based, which I think is important um, for something like this, where it's like, oh, we have to hold it digitally. Let's make it fun. You know, it's like the Apple events, like Apple events in person are great and wonderful, but like these digital ones are like on a whole nother level. Um, so anyway, that was Thursday. And then on Friday, Crown Prince Frederick had a couple of events. Um, so the first thing he attended was the 363rd, 363rd, uh, anniversary for the Royal Guard, um, which is, of course, the Danish unit of the military army um, that is in charge of protecting the royal family, the head of state. Um, so they're, you know, who's stationed outside the palaces. They're like the guards at Buckingham, but in blue. Um, and they make sure everybody is safe. And they also do like the private behind the scenes security, too. 
So he did that, um, and apparently this was the first time he wore his major general uniform, which I haven't really dug into this very often for, like, what the military rankings are for the, like, younger royals um, and the heirs to the throne. So, like, the Fredericks and the Akuns and the Victorias. Because, um, obviously, like, Leonore doesn't have... A military ranking yet um, I'm sure at some point she will of course but she does not yet um, as well as you know just like obviously each head of state is like the commander-in-chief for most countries I think um, but like what does the role of the air play so Frederick is currently a major general in the uh, army and so he wore that uniform or badge today um, on Friday for this event and then later in the day he inaugurated a new life campus so life is actually an acronym for learning ideas fascination and experiments so it is a center that really focuses on furthering knowledge and education um, and so he inaugurated that and broke ground um, on that center that's gonna hold like laboratories and classrooms and all these different things to expand access to knowledge. Um, so that was Friday. And then also on Friday, we start the three-day visit to Greenland. Um, so I saved that for the last because we're going to talk about Friday, Saturday, and Sunday with that visit. Um, so Friday being the first day, it was a little bit shorter of a day. Um, upon arrival at the airport, there was a brief reception held for Queen Margrethe. And then she visited the um, ice fjord like visitor center as well as a boat ride on the fjord um, so the center is focused on like showing you what you can see on the fjord and what the like habitat is around the fjord um, and then Margrethe was able to get on a boat of course and see some of the nature at work so um, there were humpback whales kind of swimming alongside for a while um which oh my gosh amazing um and just lots of wildlife so that was the first day and then there was an official dinner held but there's like no pictures of or anything like that and then on day two um she started her visit at the home and museum dedicated to Knud Rasmussen who we actually have recently talked about um as he did like the fifth Thule expedition or something, um, which was a dog sled exhibition um, or exploration um, done of Greenland on dog sled. Um, so that was really cool. And then she traveled to the capital city of Greenland, which is called, which is Nuuk, I think, um, where she visited the University of Greenland to attend a seminar and celebration of the 300th anniversary of <laughs> introducing Christianity to Greenland. Um, I'm just going to skim right over that because we've got a lot of situations of like colonization and quote modernization coming up. Um, and I just like don't want to get in that battle today. Uh, you know, we've got... Spain celebrating their national day tomorrow, which is literally a celebration of how uh, 
their explorers came and like created the world of uh, what is now Ibero-America um, and the U.S. and all of that and, uh, you know, the mass genocide that took place. It's complicated and confusing and awkward. <laughs> um, and I just don't really want to talk about it in Greenland. Like, you know, I am very much a what's done is done. I understand. Um, but wow, what a world we would have lived in had things like this not existed. Um, so that was day two. And then on the evening of day two, um, she attended another official dinner hosted by the government, um, to mark her attendance or her visit. Um, and then on Sunday, it was a shorter day because it's Sunday. Um, so Queen Margrethe visited the Greenland National Museum, which is dedicated to the history of Greenland. Um, after that, she visited and I think unveiled a memorial that marked um, her grandparents' visit to Greenland in 1921, so the 100th anniversary of that um, for Christian, I think the 10th, and his wife, Queen Alexandrine. Um, and then also that day, also on Sunday, um, she marked the inauguration of the new bishop of Greenland. Um, so Greenland is, the Church of Greenland is like, a, a part of the Church of Denmark, um, which is an evangelical Lutheran church. Um, it is just called the Church of Denmark, and um, there's a bishop or a diocese of Greenland, so that diocese has a new bishop um, who was inaugurated on Sunday with Queen Margrethe present. Um, he has probably been in the role for a while and uh, just able to have that official inauguration with the queen, who I believe is the head of the Church of Denmark, um, present. So that was really awesome. Um, lots going on in Greenland today and tomorrow as well. Um, for I'm recording on Monday, um, so there is a lot going to be going on. A lot has already happened, and it's 8 a.m., but, you know, that's fine. So that is what was going on, on in Denmark. So now we are going to move over to the Dutch royal family. The Netherlands. In the Netherlands, again, things were pretty quiet. In fact, they only had events on Thursday, um, so that makes <laughs> my life very easy for this segment, and Norway as well had one event over the past four days. Um, but everybody else, of course, keeping busy. Um, so on Thursday, King Willem Alexander attended and opened the Wind Meets Gas Symposium, um, which is focused on the intersection between um, wind energy and hydrogen gas energy um, in fixing, of course, the global climate crisis, um, as those are two natural resources, um, climate-friendly natural resources that can produce as much energy as um, coal and oil-based energy um, that is horrible for the environment, obviously. Um, I think if you don't know that at this point, I, sorry. Um, 
And so he gave a speech focusing on that. I saw a clip of this speech and then I never could find the whole thing. I looked and I looked and I looked because it was in English. But anyway, I couldn't find it. I tried really hard and I just failed miserably, um, which was very sad for me. So anyway, that's okay. Um, and then also on Thursday, Queen Maxima visited an exhibition at the Drenz Museum um, focused on the Mexican artist Frida Kahlo, who is famed, but also I found out over the weekend problematic. I don't quite know what the problems are. I didn't dive that deep into it. Um, a work engagement is a work engagement, and I... I'm not sure how well known it is that Frida Kahlo is apparently problematic. I didn't know she was. Um, I I don't necessarily, I, I've talked about this, I don't necessarily connect to art at all in general. Um, so this wasn't like an abundantly amazing event for me anyway. But like, um, I didn't, I know who Frida Kahlo is. I didn't know that there was a problem. Um, which I would say most people don't if they're not like in that world of artists and probably Mexican culture. Um, I'm not saying I'm not negating her problematicness at all. I just don't know what it is. Um, and my guess is that this is an exhibit focused on art from a Latin America, Central America spot, which is like connecting to Maxima's heritage a little bit not a lot she's Argentinian and that is very different than Mexican um but like similar location at least um in terms of global geography and also just like Frida Kahlo is an internationally well-known artist so I don't want to excuse anything but I also don't understand so I'm just gonna say that she attended the event um and was able to view the exhibit so that is what was going on on Thursday. And then, like I said, nothing going on um, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. And in fact, a pretty light week this week. So King Willem Alexander is taking all of the events. So far, Queen Maxima isn't scheduled for anything. Um, look, that can change their pop-up events all the time um, as people aren't really releasing. Most families are at this point releasing their schedule, but like not everyone, um, and all the events that like could exist. So, um, that's what's going on. It's a pretty light week, um, for the Dutch Royal family. So that's what's going on. Um, and now we are going to go ahead and move on to the Norwegian Royal family. Norway. In Norway, um, as we talked about earlier in the week, King Harald did attend that final day, or second to final day, I guess, of the World Championships in Wrestling. Um, so he was there for another few matches um, between Norwegians. Apparently they both, they all lost during his time there, um, but there were maybe some who are going to get bronze or are eligible, like, are in a match for the bronze. Um, 
I don't know, I'm not investing too much time because I'll get sucked in and that is just not a possibility right now for me. Um, I did learn a little bit more information as the royal household finally shared like a full thing about it because um, he attended like a session like on Wednesday or something as well. Um, and so apparently King Harold was a wrestler in war school um, or like military academy or something like that. So for two years he was a wrestler. Um, which explains so much more about, like, why he's going to this. Um, like, obviously it's a big deal when national, international sporting events are held in any country. I understand that. Um, so, like, I appreciate the head of state attending these things. I think that's awesome. Um, however, it was very, like, I was very confused as to why it was King Harold and not, like, Crown Prince Akun, but, like, I got it now. So they finally, like, shared that, and I was like, oh, this makes more sense now. Um, so, yeah, I also think it was held at a rather new um, center, like a, a new sporting arena. Um, and also it's the, um, the last time the World Wrestling Championships were held in Norway. It was in 1985, so that's, what, 50, or, I'm sorry, not 50, 36 years. Um... Sorry, I don't know what I'm thinking with 50. Um, but anyway, so there's the more information I have on that situation. Um, it makes a lot more sense now. And so with that, we are going to move over to the Spanish royal family. Spain. In Spain, we had a busy-ish Thursday and Friday, so like in total three events, which actually is not as busy as it could be um, from the Spanish Spanish royals. For other families, that's like a lot, but for the Spanish royals, it is not. Um, however, King Felipe on Thursday visited Tenerife, which is an island in the Canary Islands, and so while it was a a day visit he took on like four different events. Um, and for some reason the Spanish Royal household released those as like four different things. Um, which is fine. Like they are kind of different, but related. I don't know. It's very confusing. Um, so we're just going to go through the events. I post personally shared them as like one big day. Like I've done for like provincial tours and things like that. Um, state visits. I do that as well. Um, just because like all the events are at least taking place in the same location and are kind of related to each other, kind of, not really, but like kind of, um, so we are going to start with the first event, which was the delivery of the gold medal of the Royal Canary Academy of Fine Arts of San Miguel de Archangel or the Archangel. Um, so this is a new award that has been created for probably work done for the Canary Islands. Um, this year it was given to the Parliament of the Canaries uh, to mark the, the 40th anniversary of parliamentarianism 
on the Canary Islands. So that makes me curious because Spain itself has been a democracy and a parliamentary democracy for 40, 45-ish years at this point. Like, I think it's 45 years um, in, like, a democratic parliament in, I think, next year is 45 years. Um, but Spain was a parliament government even in the Franco era like there was a parliament I don't know how much governing actually got done because there was also a dictator but like it was a parliament system um so I think at least maybe it wasn't I don't know now I feel like I gave wrong facts because I'm thinking of like the transition um, but anyway, that is the first thing. I don't know. I want to learn history. Um, but then, of course, um, there's also, like, a lot going on in the Canary Islands right now. So King Felipe took on a couple of different meetings, um, first with the Islands Tourism Council to learn about how the effects of the um, La Palma volcanic eruption is impacting tourism. Um, and aside from tourism, also, like, um, <laughs> industries that focus on tourism, um, because there is a volcanic eruption that has been going on for three weeks. Um, and then he also took part in a video conference with authorities and scientific representatives about that ongoing situation. So, due to this being an ongoing situation, I did a little bit of research because, Maybe you know more about volcanoes than I do, and I'm so happy that you do. Um, I, however, was under the impression that volcanic eruptions were, like, rather quick process. was, like, a rather quick process. Um, and maybe some are. I haven't, like, done a ton of research on volcanic eruptions, um, just on this one specifically. But this one is going off for the first time in 56 years, and the last time it went off... 56 years ago was for like three weeks and two days or three days um and as of today that volcano has been going for three weeks and a couple of days now I do think this one might last a little bit longer because a second like <laughs> exit point for the lava has been created uh so yeah um and obviously there's a lot of like other phenomenons that it's creating earthquakes and probably some tsunamis and just not good things in general. Um, but King Felipe was keeping himself informed on that from afar because I'm not sure the island is really safe to go to anymore. I don't really know. Um, La Palma is a rather large island and the volcano, the volcano is like in a very specific spot. But I haven't done a ton of research. I would assume air quality at this point after three weeks of volcanic eruption is probably pretty terrible throughout the entire place. Um, but what do I know? I'm not a scientist and I thought volcanic eruptions literally took 30 minutes. And now we're on one that has been going for three weeks and a couple of days. Um, but anyway, that was the first part of the day. And then in the afternoon, early evening, um, 
there was a conference of Spanish and Portuguese speaking ministers of justice that King Felipe opened, opened and attended. Um, I, what? <laughs> this is such a specific thing. I mean, obviously ministers of justice are super duper important. Um, but it was just like very, oh, okay. Um, what a very specific event, but it was being held on Tenerife, which is a different Island of the Canary Islands than the volcano. Um, and so he opened that and, um, also I think was like taking part in some of it. Um, so that is what was going on on Thursday. And then a couple of quick events ish on Friday. Um, so King Felipe met with the secretary general of NATO, um, who is currently on an official visit to Spain. So met with the king, met with um, the prime minister, president of the government, um, as well as other government representatives on his visit. Um, Spain is a part of the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, or NATO, that was created after um, the war. Spain did not join right away um, because Franco but Spain is now a member of NATO, and if you follow American politics, um, but also kind of understand Spanish politics, you will know that the NATO summit is where Joe Biden basically ignored the prime minister of Spain. Like, they walked into a room together, the prime minister was saying something, and Joe Biden was not paying attention. Uh, so, you know... Awesome moments for those of you asking me if I think Spain will ever the Spanish royal family will renew that state visit to the U.S. Uh, my answer right now is no, I do not. Um, also, we're just a chaos show, um, so you know we'll see. It's a it's a mess. Um, so that was the first event, um, and then also on Friday, Queen Letizia exhibited or er, inaugurated a new exhibit. Um, for the works of Francisco Goya at the Bailier Museum in Basel, Switzerland. Um, so this is something that she has actually done quite a bit. It, this is, I don't know if it's the same exhibit. Um, and I, uh, now that I'm thinking about it, it was the Velasquez. Um, but she has gone to like international art museums to open exhibits that they have for Spanish artists before. Um, so Francisco Goya is a 18th century Spanish artist, um, who has done a lot of different works. Some of the, like, works that I know him for are some of his darker things, um, but, like, he also had, like, royal family portraits and, um, things like that. So she attended that. Um, I'm just going to share very quickly, you know, I was very excited, um, I was whatever about the event because I don't really care for art. Um, but I got really excited because I thought like, oh, um, Switzerland may have different mask rules than Spain and that she'll abide by. Um, you know, she's vaccinated all the things. We know this. They released that. Um, so I was thinking maybe like no mask, but Switzerland has just as strict, if not stricter mask rules and regulations than Spain. So still in a, still in a mask. Um, maybe someday, maybe someday. I'm thinking maybe like this, the state visit to Sweden in November, uh, possibly. I don't know. Um, but anyway, that's what was going on in Spain. 
not a whole lot going on um, this week. Tomorrow is Spain's National Day, so we will, of course, talk about all of that. Um, but not a whole lot going on through the rest of the week for really both. I mean, they both have light weeks in comparison to what they normally do. Um, so that is what was going on in Spain. And now we are going to move over to the Swedish royal family. Sweden. I was trying very hard to get this podcast under 45 minutes. I am not going to be successful. I tried. Um... There isn't a lot going on in Sweden, but there were enough events. Like, there were three in total over four days. Um, and one I'm not going to talk about a whole ton. So, I just am keeping up with a commitment that I said. So, on Thursday, um, Prince Carl Philip took on the 13th visit, I think, of the Swedish royal family's, like, pandemic, what I'm calling their pandemic tour, um, where they're visiting each of the 21 counties to... Um, learn about how the pandemic has affected each of them. Um, I, um, so he visited Gotland County and the reason I talk about this, um, is when I decided what I was going to talk about, um, or when I decided, you know, I saw what the, the tour was going to be. Um, in the 2020 version, there was a lot more information being shared, um, but I wanted to cover all 21 counties in the podcast. I knew that King Carl Gustav and Victor uh, Queen Sylvia and Victoria and Daniel were doing the most of them, but like Carl Philip would be sprinkled in throughout, um, doing a couple here and there. And because he is a working member of the Swedish royal family. So I thought like, oh, okay, I'll talk about it. And then the amount of things that they've shared and also like they're taking on very similar events um that there's just not really a ton to talk about so I just mention it because I said I would um but at this point it's it's hard to like communicate because I can just read off what the royal family shares um and that's not really engaging because I can't find haven't been able to find same day, like day of articles covering the event. Um, I can usually find things like the next day, which only works in this circumstance, like because it is four days later, but that's where we're at with that. Um, but then also on Thursday, King Carl Gustav, of course, received, um, credentials for new ambassadors. Um, this week it was Argentina, Guatemala, India, and Cuba. Um, I think he had either received some earlier in the week or the week prior, um, and then he is also receiving new ambassadors this week as well. Um, and then on Friday, King Carl Gustav and Queen Sylvia attended the opening of a new accessibility route um, on Sommerlands uh, Sledden, which is a hiking trail, a hundred kilometer hiking trail. Um, which I don't know what that equates to in miles, 100 kilometers, let's see, uh, I'd say roughly 30, 40 kilometer, or 30 or 40 miles, maybe not, uh, if three kilometers is, or five kilometers is three-ish miles, um, 
Yeah, maybe 60. Three times 20, that's not 60. I don't know. Math is hard. Also, it's 8.30 in the morning, and I'm very tired. Um, but the loop is wheelchair accessible, um, able for disabilities. So, like, a even ground, um, a wider path for any bridges or anything like that. Just more um, accessible, which I think is awesome. Also, good on them for creating that um, at the hiking trail. Like... Hiking and outdoor activities should be accessible for everybody, and they very much are not always. Um, so that's very awesome. That brings us to the end of the episode. I have already posted all of these pictures online on thedailyroyal.com and the Daily Royal on Instagram, so please go check them out there. Um, like I said, I will continue to be posting um, products on Shop the uh, Shop the Daily Royal. Um, which is the Etsy store. So it's etsy.com slash shop slash shop slash shop the daily royal, at least for now. Um, I, I am contemplating a change in location, um, but we'll see. Right now I'm just going to list the things and then move them. Um, I just am unsure about Etsy, but I'm, it's, it's a way to start. Um, so that is coming, um, Lots of, lots of prospects coming. I also think by the end of this week or next week, I will have a microphone for the podcast. So the audio quality may go up, hopefully. I don't know. You'll probably st still hear my dog every now and then. Um, but yeah, that is just the final updates. So I will talk to you all, um, I guess tomorrow. For me, it is later today, but, um... I will talk to you all tomorrow, and until then, have a fantastic rest of your Monday. Bye.